Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and everyone else in between, welcome back to the 42 Podcast, where as always, we're talking about the failings of the late great human race, and your friend, as always, is here, Mr. Ryan, how are you doing today, buddy? Good, Jacob, how are you, man? You know, making it? Not too bad. It's cold. It's finally got cold in Pennsylvania. But... Did it cool off finally? What is it? Uh, what do you consider cold nowadays? You thick blood northerner. <laughs> Gosh damn Yankee. Anything under freezing is cold, but it's been yeah. like, yesterday I was driving to work, it was four. I mean, that's, that's a whole other level of cold. Like it's in single digit? Four. Just yes. four. Yes. <laughs> like zero four because we always write it in two. Right. Uh-huh. It was, it was wow. cold and it, uh, it's been snowing, first big snow of the year. Well, of the winter, so we really haven't got any snow all winter until this week. So, uh, yeah, I had to bust out the snow blower and the salt and all that good. How much st- did you get? Uh, I'd say probably about three inches, How four much? inches. How many? Three or four inches. How much would that correlate in rain? Like if it was not snow, it was rain. I want it, it's something like an inch, inch of rain. I think. I think it's a, one, a four to one ratio. Oh, okay. So that's a pretty good storm then. Yeah, it's a pretty good storm. Uh, but this, you know, is over like 24 hours. So nice. it was kind of slow. Just, yeah. Just snow. But is wind... that romantic? Do you get laid because of that? Does that <laughs> Sometimes, help? yeah. Okay, cool. Cool. But it's all, yeah, it's all, but the thing is, is like you just want to be under the blankets, right? Because we, we keep it pretty cool to keep the, the gas bills down. So it's I like, can vouch. It's it like keeps it kind of cool. 62, 3 degrees in here. So we're just like all cut out in the blankets. You're like, oh, hello. Yeah, we hung out in like socks and sweats and a hoodie like in his house. Like that was pretty. But it's actually kind of comfortable. Like once you get used to it, it's pretty. Yeah, I don't mind it The thing is, is, is the house we're in is older and the installation's terrible. So if we were to mm-hmm. keep it like 70 degrees, we'd be paying like 400, 500 bucks a month in you know, gas. I mean, last year, worth it. last year when we did it during like the really cold winters, we were still paying two hundred in gas. Yeah, that is. But during the summer, well, summer, uh, quote unquote summer, gas and electric is like sixty bucks, so nice. it kind of evens out. Yeah, but we haven't talked since the holidays and the New Year. We How haven't. was your Christmas? How was your New Year's? My Christmas was pretty good. I guess, spoiler alert, well, like we talked about it last time, but um, getting to stay up past the kids and doing the whole present thing uh-huh. is really awesome. I don't know if it's more fun to be visited by Santa as a, you know, or to be a helper of Santa once you're older. Like, I don't know which one's more fun. Like, it's really pretty cool because my kids, you know, we go to bed and there's like eight presents under the tree. You know, like a few right. from the grandparents mm-hmm. and a few from us. And it's just like, and you can see on the kid's face, they're like, man. Santa screwed us this year. Like kind of a shitty Christmas, right? Because, I mean, but every year before, like, you know, it's not like I always had a lot of money. So it's kind of a thing. There's not a lot of Christmas presents under the tree. And so it's like, oh, well, this is what you get, you know. And then they go to bed. And then I I carry down from down upstairs a bicycle and three trash bags worth of fucking presents. <laughs> three trash bags, those big black ones, you know. Right, and it's yeah, just like they set them all gallon, up. Like contractor ones. Yeah, and my wife, she got a bass guitar, you know. So I put the bass and the amp all set up, and then my son, my little, the five-year-old, 
or not the five. Wow, he acts five. The uh, two-year-old, he got a little bicycle like they would have, like the original bicycles before they had mechanics, like before they had gears and sprockets. Oh yeah, just like it was just two wheels and like a seat, and you could kind of like kick yourself along and then Uh kind of coast and kind of kick yourself along. He's got one of those for a two-year-old. Nice. I bought him a nice little Schwinn one. And then the older one, <laughs> I think this is kind of cool. Um, underneath the tree was a gas present, I mean a gas tank. And it's re- addressed to my son, my nine-year-old. And he's like, a gas tank from Santa? He's like, I don't know why I would get a gas tank. And I'm like, I don't know, man. Like, what would you need, a, what would you need gas for? You're going to start some fires? Does Santa think you're a little pyro? Like, what's up? You know, giving him a hard time. I was like, maybe you should go check outside and see if you got something that needs gas. And he's like, maybe there's something outside that needs gas. It's like his <laughs> eyes light up, you know? And uh, I had it set up so I knew which door he was going to go out. So he goes out the door and just way down at the end of the porch, you could see one tire of his little dirt bike he got. He got a little 80cc pit bike, you know? Uh, I, hope, was, I hope your insurance is good because you know he's breaking his arm in like the next two weeks. <laughs> he could. He could. But he's pretty, yeah. They heal. probably good. It's probably going to happen. <laughs> but I would rather my son break his arm and, you know, I do it. Hey, you know, whatever. He yeah. has to wear a helmet and he wears a helmet. So that's good. Yeah. You probably should give him like a chest protector too, just to keep him from crushing his lungs or something. Yeah. You I know, mean, his top speed is 25. You can get a bike there. Yeah. I mean, but still. Run that thing into a tree. Just go like full like, you know, Hoffman with the chest protector and the big ass helmet just to make him look cool. <laughs> Talk okay. about like talking about the condor. Yeah, the condor. The ones that come before us. Mm-hmm. We're only men among shoulders of giants. Yep, yep. Dude. So New Year's was pretty cool. Bought $100 worth of fireworks. Once again, having kids is fun. <laughs> we didn't get a babysitter, so we just got $100 worth of fireworks. And you remember being a kid and your dad spending like a little too much on fireworks, how cool it was? <laughs> I did that. I popped fireworks until they were like, can we go inside? I'm like, yeah. I'm tired. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we still had like fireworks left over. It's just like I did my job this time. Nice, nice. Yeah, our, our Christmas was good. We, uh, we didn't do a whole lot. <laughs> I... Um, we went to this Italian restaurant called Buca. Buca de Beppo, the Beppo, They're a chain, but they're 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 nice. They're really good. Like, uh, so we just like we were there for like three hours, just like talking and drinking and munching nice. on food, and like we didn't get each other presents. Like it was like, hey, we're just gonna like go out for a nice dinner and hang out and relax and watch movies and drink and that you know just do that on Christmas Day because it's just the two of us and. You were being up here in Pennsylvania, none of my family could come up or anything, so we were all alone. But I did get. What? Go ahead. I did get a cool new toy from my parents for my car. Okay. It's uh, it's called Automatic. It's a it's probably about four inches tall, I guess, and you plug it in your OBD two port underneath the steering wheel. Right, and it's it tracks all your trips. Tells you like your gas mileage. Um, if there's ever like a code, it like and there's an app on your phone. So if like if your engine starts throwing a code, it'll tell you what the code is and like the top five most likely causes for that code in your car because it reads what your car is through the port. Sure, right. So it tracks your gas mileage and like if you go on the web, you know, because it uploads it all to you know your account. And it'll show you like, 
hey, if you do take this route on your way to work instead of this route, you can save like a dollar in gas a day or something like that. So lots of really cool stuff if you like a like a connected car kind of idea. Does it have Does it have auto start? No, no, it's just a yeah, little dongle. That's cool though. That yeah. is awesome. Mm-hmm. And New Year's was awesome for us. Okay, yeah, so, yeah. And that was kind of Christmas. You're not going to tell them what I got you? Oh, yes. You got you got to give me this amazing pen. Does it work? Is it cool? I was it, it You don't have to cool. sell it for me. You no, don't no, have no, to like, No, no, it's a really nice pen. I'm If you don't yell, if you don't I'm use it, I'm trying to find me. blue ink. That's like the thing I I'm looking for is blue ink cuz I like to write in blue over black. But beyond that, it works really well. It's super smooth. I don't really know what I bought you. <laughs> I know it's a fountain pen, and it's, I know when you go on the internet, the people were like, get a fountain pen. And I know I got you a, a decent one, but I got it on, it was on sale. See, but I it, still got you a decent one. It's that, at least what I didn't I've know been, you could spend so much on pens. Did you know you could spend that much on pens? Yes, and actually, I have a funny story about that. It's my dad, right, you know, he, he my dad's a pretty cultured dude at this point in his life. And he was the chair for this big conference, and they gave him a Mont Blanc, Blanc pen. And he's like, I didn't know what it was. I just thought it was a pen. I literally threw it behind my back into my bag and didn't even think about it. When I got home, I looked it up on the internet, and it was a $300 pen. <laughs> yeah, you could. Wow. You know, I mean, just like with anything, if you want to get into the really extremes, but you can spend a hundred grand on a pen. Yeah. Yours didn't cost that much. See, the nice thing about fountain is they, one is you got to be careful with them because they flow really smooth. It's not like, you know, a ballpoint that kind of is like rubbing stuff on. Like it writes. You're kind of painting? Kind of painting with it. But it's also since it's got that point, it's sharp. So you can feel that little cut into the paper as you write. So it's like. Really? Yeah. And That's so, and depending on how you hold your hand, it'll it'll flow differently. So, if you want like a bit less of a flow, you can like hold the pen a little different, and it'll flow a little different. And so, can you refill it? Yeah, yeah. You just yeah, it's got a it's got an insert, and you just screw it in and pop the cap back on, and it's good to go. Yeah, it's really nice. Cool. It's lighter than I expected it to be. Yeah, I thought it was going to be heavy because people complained about. Um, one of the things they mentioned about that pen was having to hold it slightly higher to reduce, like, wrist fatigue. I was like, wow, these people are into this shit. Yeah, but yeah. I've, I've, I didn't have time to get... No. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's nicer than anything I'd ever buy myself. I'd buy the, right. the three-pack at Walmart. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. and yours pen is one of those where you can change out the tip. You could put a $200 tip in it if you wanted. Right, so, right, yeah. And which so- is the... Apparently, that's the part that matters. It, well, yeah, that's where you get the most feel. Right. But for me, well, I mean, part of it's the writing, but part of it's just the way it, it's got to feel right. And the pen feels good in your hand. Like, it just like, like it's a little thick, which I like. Yeah, and it's just like, a little thick. It's mm-hmm. like, yeah, yeah, it feels real good. It feels cool, right? Like, yeah, you're it's kinda like, a little, yeah, I'm you're awesome. A little, you're a little hip. Right. <laughs> I'm a little scared to like, because I do a lot of my editing and stuff at work, like over lunch. I'm a little scared to take it to work. Right. Because right. I mean, my pen always goes from my backpack to my hand, 
back into my backpack anyway but i'm all i'm just like super scared i'm gonna lose it. buy a little case for it well it came with one it came with a little case Did it? yeah it could definitely hold like two or three like two two or three things if you want like different colors or whatever yeah oh, it was, that's it was cool. really it was a really cool gift i really appreciated that and yeah. i got you something cool yeah, I thought I got they were cool. I they're really cool. Did you have somebody make them? Is that what that meant? They're uh, they're someone makes the pattern, but sh- she makes them each individually as like their custom, order. Like you custom ordered it, or well, it was you can buy that print, but oh, okay, she okay, makes okay. it. She doesn't make For it till, till you, it's bought, right? Yeah. Well, I got uh, cups. They're like well, not they're pint cup, glasses. Well, pint glasses. Yeah, that's what it is. And they're uh, Macanelli's. They're like, uh, like as if I stole them from Macanelli's pub or something. <laughs> like I just hightailed it out with two of his glasses. They say Macanelli's, and they got a little beer bottle with them. Is it an Irish leaf? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Right. Yeah. yeah. It was really cool. Yeah, but so our New Year's, what we did yeah. is one of my favorite comedians, uh, Steve Byrne. He was playing the Improv here in Pittsburgh. Nice. Uh, New Year's Eve. And so we got tickets to that, and it's down in what's called the waterfront. It's, you know... Uh, like mov- it sounds. A movie, boardwalk. Like. Yeah, movie theaters, restaurants, shops, that kind of place. Bowling alley, maybe kind of hip, cool things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was looking, I'm like, you know what? It's going to be... It's New Year's Eve. Uber is going to be insanely expensive on New Year's $1, Eve. dollars in New York. Did you hear that? Yeah, I heard that. So I was like... You know what? There's a couple hotels right there. So I started looking around. Ninety bucks for a courtyard, which isn't a great hotel, but I mean, it's a pretty it's nice. A bed. It's a bed. It's a bed. Fucking what's up? Yeah. It's a uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, courtyards are pretty good. It's like ninety bucks. Like, babe, let's just go. We'll, we'll, we'll get cheaper there. than an Uber, probably. Even. Oh, way, way, way cheaper. It would probably cost yeah. me fifty, sixty bucks normally to get from my place because it's on the far side of downtown. Okay, okay. So, like, past. You remember when we went to the church? Right. Like farther than that from my okay. house. So it, it, it's a bit of a haul. So, like, I went and got my beard did. You know, got it all super nice. You look good. Yeah, and so. And then we got there and we hung out. We're like, we just like, we got there like four o'clock in the afternoon. Show was until seven. So we just like went and had some appetizers and some drinks and went to the Hell show. Yeah. Get a little loose. We got a little loose. The show is hilarious. Like we got to go yeah. up on stage. Cause we're no, here. you did then. Yes. Like Steve Burns, like we were also in the front row. Like literally my foot was resting on the stage kind of front How'd row. How'd you do that? That's stage. Did you buy those tickets? Or no, that's what go? they said us. No shit. <laughs> we got these. We were told get there early to get a good seat. So that's what we did. We got there right as the doors opened. Yeah, and early. So we went in there, and Steve Burns like, dude, he's like, sir, your beard is amazing. You and your wife, come on up. And so like, and so like, no way. Yeah, did we this had happened. Like, yeah, and so he, so it was since it was New Year's, but it was the early shows. Like, okay, we're gonna have a sort of a fake New Year's. So it's like, okay, I'm gonna count down. And all of you will take a shot. So he ordered all of us shots. And he's like, nine, eight, seven. <laughs> and so we're just like. <laughs> no way. Yeah. That sounds really fun. It was. And, you know, it really wasn't. I think for like six or seven drinks between the two of us and like two appetizers, it was a it was 100 bucks after tip. Which sure. isn't bad. Cause, 
they weren't skimping either because I, I ordered some fruity mixed drink because I was in the mood for it. They set it down and I was like, it was just this giant whiff of rum. I'm like, oh, that's going to be dangerous. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, those are my favorite. The only like, how many have you had? You're like, three that are awesome. They're like, you know how much is in those? And you're like, no. <laughs> well, just stand up and go to the bathroom. You're like, okay. And you stand up and your whole world goes. Yeah. My, my wife did get, she got a little too lit. So we didn't like nice. stay out all the way to midnight. But we so like, we just, you know, so we, uh, we went and had, we, there's a restaurant that we liked that's nearby there. So we went and we had a couple of drinks and ha- hung out. And then we walked nice. back to the hotel and wa- watched some drunk history and ring in the new year. <laughs> drunk history? Oh, yeah. It's this thing on uh, Comedy Central where they, this guy interviews these people. They're like, they're telling a, a historical, well, they're telling a story. And it's generally about either. Sorry. In, in drunk history, it's generally about um, a city. So there'll be like three stories about Houston or Dallas or L.A. or whatever. And the people telling these stories are hammered drunk. Hammered? Hammered drunk. Like some of them, like one of them like throws up in the middle of the interview. Like, We're talking smash drunk. It's hilarious. Yeah. Like I'd never seen it before, which I know like, I've heard about it forever. But it is hilarious. It's on Hulu. It's on YouTube. Drunk people are funny if you don't have to be around them. <laughs> like video of drunk people is awesome. It was, what makes it really funny is so you have the drunk person telling a story and they have like all these celebrities reenacting the story but oh, no. lip syncing to the drunk person talking. <laughs> And that's what makes it hilarious. Yeah, like Jack Black, like talking all drunk and shit. It really works. So that, yeah, that, that was that awesome. was my holidays. Yeah, I worked one day in eleven, which was awesome. Woo-hoo. Like I, I worked it out, and like I didn't quite have enough vacation day, days to take them all off, so I worked the Monday after Christmas, and that's the only day I worked from the Thursday before Christmas till. A week ago yesterday, so actually got some real time off, which was really nice. I really needed it. I was sleeping like fourteen hours a day. <laughs> when Just you sleep when you do that, it. when you do that for that long, you know you're you, like you've been in some serious you know stuff. So deficit. You owed something. <laughs> but it probably, yeah, but I go to bed early. <laughs> I do now anyway. What's early? Uh, nine thirty ten. Most yeah. nights, you know, on the weekend, stay up later, you know, midnight one. But, you know, yeah. during the week, we're, it's 9, 30, 10, 10, at the latest. <sighs> we're adults. <laughs> it yeah. sucks. It does. But screw adultness. We need to win that lotto. <laughs> yes, we do. So did you see how much is that? Uh, last time I looked, it was like 1.5. Billion. Billion. Billion dollars. That's enough for both of us to be really rich. No, like, that's, that's really rich. Really rich. Yeah, like really rich. Like, wow, that's a lot. Like, we're really rich now. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I've we're always, the rich kids club. I've always said, you know, especially when it comes to lottery, if you win it, you should take the lump sum and invest. But at $1.5 billion... Right. It's probably worth it. It might be worth it to take the annuity. 
You're getting yeah, because you're just getting such huge fucking chunks. Well, it's it's what twenty or thirty years, you know? Thirty. Thirty yeah. years. That's fifty million a year until you're sixty. You couldn't spend all of that. They would find some way to fuck you out of it. Like, you got to take it all from them because otherwise they're going to take it from you. Maybe, but still, lots of cash. Lots. But there's another big event that happened since the last time we podcasted, and we need to talk about it, even though it's a little dated at this point. Star Wars. Okay, so anybody listening, it's been three weeks. Come on. It's if you haven't, don't listen to the rest of this episode, and probably don't listen to any further episodes past this one if you haven't seen it. Because we're going to probably reference, because what happens in that fucking movie, how that did not get spoiled all over the internet. I like I didn't give see the it internet in... credit. They Holy did a good shit. job. Because I, I didn't go till Sunday. Like the Sunday I after? Did, I didn't go until a week ago. Wow. Like, a, I, yeah, I was, yeah. I saw it. So we were going to do a podcast last Tuesday. Right. I saw it the Sunday. Yeah, I saw it the Sunday before. Because okay. I, I knew that we had to see it. So a week ago I saw it. Hadn't been spoiled. And I just saw my first spoiler. Like even though I'm not afraid to click on stuff. Like before I wasn't clicking on something. You know, like there was a lot of tags like spoiler, like conversations about Star Wars, don't click, you know, that stuff. So I just didn't click. Yeah, I got to wow. give a lot of the sites credit. They didn't put any spoiler, spoilery headlines. Because that's been some of the issues in the past where like it'll be like, Something about right. the movie and the headline, uh, you know. But yeah, they, I thought it's done a really good job so far. That was pretty good. The only spoiler I had, I was listening to a podcast, and they, as they were talking about it, they were like, "No spoilers, no spoilers, no spoilers," right? Because you know, even like the guy on the podcast hadn't seen it yet because it had just come out. Mm-hmm. And then the other guy was like, "Well, I've got all these, you know, fans or whatever. They already spoiled it for me." And then the other guy's like, "Really?" You know, because there's like four of them on the podcast. He's like, "What did they tell you?" He's, and he was like, well, I don't want to spoil anything, right? And the guy goes, well, let me ask you this. The bridge? And he goes, yep. And he goes, oh, that's all I needed to know. <laughs> and for me, that's not a spoiler, right? Until I'm watching the movie. But I, I guess as soon as you saw the bridge and you knew that Han was going to stand up. Yeah. Like, you knew. But for me, oh, I was I like, I saw it well, coming a mile away. Man, that was... Damn it. So anyway, I want to hear your opinion first. This is hard. This is really hard. I've I've thought about this movie more than I can think of. Than most movies get. Yeah. Right, because there's a lot of in on one hand, like on one hand of it, it's you know jumping up and down, kid in a candy store. Yes. On the other hand, all the criticism levied against it is pretty fair. <laughs> <laughs> it's the most yeah. It's yeah. it is kind of a shot for shot remake. Not really That's, a shot for shot, but it does ha- it follows a lot of the same plot uh beats as episode 4. But I don't That's re- like a song that's in four chords or whatever that four chords is. It's like, well, yeah, most great songs that humans like are in the you know, this story is not it's not limited to Star Wars. Right, but I I did think the desert planets like can can we get off the fucking desert planets? I really didn't care about the desert planet. It was more like really a death planet. Oh, the death (laughs) the Death Star planet thing. Yeah, 
anyway, so what was, let's just, let's not worry about what the internet's told us we should think about it. Let's just get your impression. You walked out of the theater, you and your wife were like, well, what'd you think? Well, I, a lot of that I felt, you know, that as soon as I walked out, but. Yeah, well, yeah. But, like. So what was the goods? What'd you really enjoy? Well, uh, this is what I told my wife. Like, I thought it was an oak. I thought it was a good, not great movie, B plus. Yep. Right. But I want episode eight right now. Yes. That's that's and how I feel. Like it got me so excited for Star Wars again. What did you like about Star Wars? This one. What did you what was the parts that you were like, hell yeah, they did that right. Oh. And then we could talk about the parts where they were like, hell no, they did it wrong. Parts they did so much right in the yeah. movie, you know. Um Han was done really well. I didn't think that was going to work as well as it did. What? Oh. Uh, did we watch the same? Okay. Anyway, keep going. <laughs> keep going. <laughs> oh, rebuttal. Harrison Ford collected a fucking check in this movie. He phoned this in so bad. So bad. And I thought the writing of the story was ridiculous. Their interactions between Harrison Ford and the Wookiee, Chewie, were just ridiculous, right? Okay, first he doesn't lose the Millennium Falcon, ever. They're not stealing it from him. They're not, that's not how the Star Wars universe fucking works. And if it did get stolen, he wouldn't just be... Okay, the next thing, even if it did get stolen and she catches it because it makes the great moment in the movie, because you got to admit, when she goes... No, that was a piece of junk. And they keep running towards that one. And then it gets blown up. You're like, I know what piece of shit that is. <laughs> and then it shows you and you're like, yes, I was right. That's cool. That, that part was great. Okay, fine. You can have that part. But Han and Chewie cannot just be in orbit. Like just happen by. No, the, what the, the and that's, that's prob- that is one of the issues. It was, there's a lot of uh, Deus Ex Machina. Anyway, you so. Know, hand of God shit. But back to. Harrison Ford himself and the interactions with Chewie. First of all, that barge that they're on and those alien things that they had captured and the nonchalantness towards Chewie being like, well, we used to have a lot more crew. Or Han was like, we had a lot more crew. And Chewie's like, yeah. It's like, what? <laughs> well, not, if you go back, not, like, I mean, that's Han, fine. Han was pretty lippy yes. in, in the original trilogy. That's fine. My biggest gripe is their interactions. It's like Han didn't know that Chewie's bowcaster was strong. Yeah. He never shot it. Never. Well, that, that is, is that, it's like they had just fucking met each other. Is that Harrison Ford or is that the script? It's the script. But did you see how Harrison Ford was like, I don't give a fuck? He, wasn't, he was not the, the new fighter pilot, the most trusted fighter pilot she has, uh-huh. was a better, than Harris, better, than, better Han Solo than he was. Well, I, that's, I think that was part of the point. Right, but you're Harrison fucking Ford. You can't pull off Han Solo one last time. You're dying. You didn't read the goddamn script. It's your. This is it. This is the last portrayal but, of Han. But you can't totally, like, give he, me that smile. He still saved the rebellion once again. He was. You okay? No. Okay. No, I was. <sighs> what they did right? Can I? Can I give you one of mine? What I okay. think they did right? Uh huh. The little things, like when she was riding her um, da, 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 the, the little bike she was on, it and she sounded it, right. And she, well, yes, the sounds were right, except for the music. The music fucking blowed. 
Like, why did they, why did they put so much over it? Like, where was the great dun dun dun? You know, the, just those solid chords of just pure notes of epicness. All this was like, sounded like Katy Perry mixed this one. I was like, where's John Williams? And they were like, John Williams did it. I'm like, no, he didn't. He couldn't have. This See, I thought John the music Williams. was great. Ah, uh, no. no do, anyway. I, do I agree that there was too much over it? Yes, but the yeah. music itself was fantastic. Well, it was still Star Wars, but I thought they, they tried to use old themes, right? Mm-hmm. So Darth Vader's is in Kylo Ren's. Right, or, well, and, that, and that's sort of the beat. But it was so of, messy. Yeah. It, it sounded like a German like techno song with like it was I was like, ah, oh, where's it's just too much. It was too da, 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 and then you could hear the um um in the background. I'm like, well, what is going on here? Is the anyway, the part that they did right though is when she pulls into the town and that, that creature looked like a Jim Henson puppet from from the seventies, dude. He's beating on that thing yeah, or whatever. Uh-huh. And I was like, Oh, that's a puppet. They did that so perfectly, like the the um the practical and CG effects where they blended those people in there was lots of people in costumes and they looked like they were in costumes. Well, not really costumes, but they looked they didn't look CG. And I was like, yes, thank you for not being CG because there's something about a guy in a costume kind of having to shuffle his feet that yeah. puts a movement into the creature that you wouldn't get from the CG. That's I don't know, it's just right. I I love that. It's something I, I told my wife. It's like it. Felt, yeah. It felt like Star Wars, like because like you watch the prequels, it doesn't, it doesn't feel right. But it was something. The technology didn't <laughs> feel like it was too far ahead or too far behind. It still felt mm-hmm. like the same click, you know, like yeah, dials and whistles. Because it felt like in the prequels, it was all holographic touchscreens and super. I was like, come on, that doesn't make sense. I wish they would have retconned for prequels. They're going to retcon the entire expanded universe, retcon the damn prequels. Oh, just be ballsy and redo the whole thing. Anyway, um, what else did they get right? What else did they get right? Uh, the action sequences, like especially the like the X-wing Tie Fighters, I thought were amazing. Really? Yeah. They uh, they looked fake to me. They looked like I've played enough video games. That's not how Tie Fighters and X Wings fight. That's just not how they fight. But that one scene where they're like flying in over the lake, it's like that wasn't overdone. Uh, and, and it's wasn't a Star Wars. It's supposed to be overdone. Okay, that's fine. It's but didn't your mind Space instantly Wizards. go like, why are they there? What what's what's how how small is this universe? It felt like the new Fallout Four game. It felt like everything was like happening within the distance between Earth and the moon. It's like, really? How is their responses? How is the base right here? Like, why is everything so lined up? Like, ah, I got so... I know he's known for his pacing. Like, that was one of the reasons why Star Trek was so successful. Is because the reboot was so fast. It was just bam, bam, bam. And with, you know, a new um, Kirk... It worked, you know, because Kirk's attitude is strong and fast and powerful. But he tried to do it with Star Wars, and he just rushed the movie so gosh damn much, man. Yes, most of what I feel is wrong with the movie can be laid at the feet of the writers and directors. Yeah, just the speed of it was too much. And I really thought Carrie and Han really just collected a check. 
I really like felt like they lost their chops. Well, I mean, Carrie Fisher hasn't really acted in a long time, you know? You could see it. It just didn't make sense. Just They just look like people on a screen where the new characters, the, um, what they call them, Finn? Finn and Poe and uh, Ray. Yeah, I was like, I really like these guys. I thought Poe was over the top too much. Yeah. Um, How Did you, <laughs> little side note. <laughs> when the TIE fighter is still connected to the umbilical cord I was like yes that's awesome <laughs> I thought the little sequence afterward was too much like they played it up too much it should have been like Koosh, and he should have been like oh shit and then hit it and then gone right he should have been more out of there because once they start shooting it's like anybody who knows anything about TIE fighters it's like that's enough to take it down yeah. that's, that, that would have been enough that's all they had to but, do is put a couple holes through it and, Yeah. but I thought that was cool, and then the landing, and he can't find them. That whole you're like, come on, really, really. And then the thing sinks as soon as he's like, Finn, and then it sinks. I was like, what's going on here? This is like a loading screen. Like he pulled, he he he, he went through the loading animation trigger. It's like, oh, oh, now well, it does it. That was a bit of a recut, actually, because Poe was going to die in the Tie Fighter crash originally, and they, that's how they originally uh, shot it. So they just cut it and then made it work. Yeah, there's some stuff in the middle that you're supposed to see. Yeah, or yeah, who knows? Like, part of me wants yeah. to see the original, like six hour uncut version, just like the <laughs> terrible shit. <laughs> yeah, Lord of the Rings, the shit, man. Like I said, part of me is super excited, and part of me is like, it was good. It wasn't great. I will probably see it again, but it wasn't. It was an empire. No, but they are bringing in a new director for. I know. Good. Yes. And he's oh god. Yes. I'm trying to remember. I'm trying to remember who what he's done, but he's much more of a slow. um, Yeah, like a more of a visual kind of right. let Let the film tell the story. One of the things about J.J. Abrams is like he assumes a lot and he says things so quickly. It's like you get one chance. I'm going to tell you once in passing, you know, while somebody else is telling somebody else about something else that Poe is her main pilot. You're going to have to put that together because that's not going to ever be mentioned again. You know, like you need to keep and it's just like it's easy to get lost you know I'm, i mean i don't get lost but i could see how it's just like what it's just pop 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 information's coming at you so quickly while other shit's happening you know what i mean it's like they're okay. having dialogue in the middle of a run um, oh i did like how uh what's her name ray what are they calling her ray the girl yeah kai ray i liked how she was a badass i like how finn's gonna run over there and save her from the bad guys that are trying to jump her and by the time he gets there, she's already kicked their ass, and he's like, "Yeah, okay, all right. So, what's all right? Never mind then, right? You yeah. know that." Was, <laughs> I was like, "Okay, it establishes her as a badass. She learned the Force way too fucking fast." Did those people ever watch Star Wars? Ever? Well, I mean, she's she's you will you will drop your stuff and you will open the door. Come on. Come on, that's a master level. Okay, okay, let's master level. Okay, we're gonna, I'm gonna, we're gonna take a step back here and do a little film education. The thing that J.J. Abrams does insanely well is mimics other people's directing styles. Okay. Okay. So he was mimicking George Lucas in Episode Four, 
which, look, let's be honest, George Lucas did a great, wonderful service by creating Star Wars and writing it. He's a terrible not, director. That's not true, though. Yeah, yeah but is. he did. He, well, he is a terrible director. I agree. But he is not mimicking, because fucking episode one is slow for what actually happens. You're like, oh, uh, but no, 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 Specifically, on. if you think about episode four. Put the you know compare these two. Think about Luke. He goes from nothing with the Force to guiding proton torpedoes into the shaft with the Force Not at the really, end of the movie. No. I don't believe. See, see, okay, right. I like how Lucas was an, at least enough vague enough when he says use the Force, Luke. What did he use the Force for? He could have just aimed. It's just more like just kind of fuck it. And just f- pulled the trigger, and the force was like, "Yeah, right here." You know what I mean? It was a the, a feeling of like the plane was just bobbing just right, and it just fired straight and went in the hole. Is way more believable than she can fucking manipulate minds. Right. The the force just having influence over his luck, over her specifically controlling a guy that said, "Hey, fuck you," the first time. So what I okay? So here's my my thought on that because i've thought about this a lot so the force is it it's everywhere and it moves through us correct right Mm -hmm. so my thought with luke is he because he's talked about you know how he's always a great pilot how he was always a good shot you know in the force is an extension of will i was okay with her being a good pilot even a good scavenger and a survivor I was okay with her being able to pilot the Millennium Falcon on rival with. Okay, okay, you want okay. This is something they got wrong. Unless they they tweaked the Millennium Falcon, right? So so Poe is yeah Poe no Finn the black guy Finn, uh, he's all bitching up when his his gun turret gets stuck, right? Mm-hmm. I'm like, there is one on the top. Just yeah. climb up the ladder. <laughs> There's yep, another yep, yep, one yep. on the top. He doesn't know that though. <laughs> I did like he was like, what the fuck? You can see, I like that. <laughs> like, and then and then her flipping it over and it lining up, that was too much. I was okay with her being a badass pilot and him being lucky it was a good shot because he was trained his whole life to be a good shot. It's like, okay, yeah, it makes sense that you can make this. But the whole lining it up and then they pulled it up, it made the banter fun though. Yeah. That whole moment where they run in together in the hallway and they're like, you could tell that was just the director going, just be excited. Because cause cause even Finn's just kind of like, yeah. Even at one point, he doesn't really have anything to say. I did love the line where Finn's like, we'll use the Force. And Harry's Force like, that's not how the Force works. <laughs> I thought Finn, some of the, the comic relief with Finn was fun. Like, they did a good job with it. But I thought, like, they overdid it some, too. Yeah, well, I mean, that's what that's what J.J. Like Abrams does. They just forced that's it. What Jay, like, ah, that's what he does. He is over the top. It felt like a Transformers movie. It's like, you're lucky this is Star Wars. Otherwise, this movie would suck. <laughs> this movie would suck. Star Wars is like the Dresden Files. The universe is so fucking cool. It's hard to screw it up. It's really hard to screw it up. Like, Yet they did for three movies. I'll still watch them. If those yeah. bitches are on on a big screen and it's and the right and even the pod racing scene, I'm like, that's still fun well, to watch. Pod racing is the best part of that movie, and the part that everybody hates. You know, I mean, like it's the oh come on, that's oh, the one with on. the lightsaber. Come that's on. the lightsaber fight. That's the greatest lightsaber scene of. In, that's one of the greatest sword fighting scenes. Until uh, you watch the, the YouTube video of the guy breaking it down, 
there's a YouTube video of a guy who sword fights and he's funny. He's like a comedian, right? And he's like, why don't you just kill him right here? Like, why do you conveniently spin this? It's just like all of it. And he's highlighting it in YouTube. He's like photoshopping. Like, he could just kill him right here. Right? I mean, like, literally. Right here. Like, what is he doing? Why is he waiting? <laughs> it's just... <laughs> but when you watch it in real time for the first time, when, when Darth Maul, when those doors open and Darth Maul's standing there, <laughs> and he fucking throws the hood back and, op- and turns the... I was like, oh. Well, it, I, that scene... Is kick ass. The... The music with the scene. The music <laughs> yeah. is what makes that scene. Da, da. And you know, it's got the, the vocals choir. and uh-huh. shit. Oh yeah. Way back in the way back, we me and my girlfriend at the time we went to see Star Wars in concert. Nice. And so they had like the full orchestra and everything and they were showing like the movie on like bits of the movie and montages on this giant screen and, you know, uh, the BOK Center, you know, like where they hold yeah. like hockey games and shit. That's fun. Oh, it was super cool. They had a choir, like, because you didn't see them come in, right? They're all like in the back and all of a sudden they pop up and they're all like illuminated in red and it was super cool. I thought the characters in Star Wars, like there was a churn where I was like, I was on board, right? But I don't know it's when, if it's when he took his mask off. Or when, but at some point, the characters like the whole universe just kind of became weak. You know what I mean? I'm like, this is such a small scale for the for the for the Star Wars universe. It just seemed like, you know, they were just a five minute light year jump away. You know what I mean? Like, remember the first one when they're uh, going from Tatooine to wherever they're taking them, Alderaan, right? Mm-hmm. They're hanging out, playing games, talking shit, practicing the force. And even though that that's a scene's only a minute long, it gives you the feeling like they might have been at light speed for eight fucking hours. You know what I mean? In this or movie more, was so you know, days. Yeah. In this movie everything was so fast it, it made the universe feel um small scale. Yeah. And because of that, it made the characters seem weak. And then I don't know, I don't I don't know exactly when, but Kylo Ren or the bad guy, whatever yeah, his name Kylo, is. Kylo, yeah. He seemed so weak. Well, everything seemed weak. Everything seemed like Harrison Ford seemed weak. I know he was old and weak. But like the connection to Chewie was weak. Um the 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 reasons for everything happening feel felt weak. It felt like um the fighting was kind of weak. I was like, why is you know, like the even the battles, like you said, the battles were kind of cool, but when they were happening, they were so casual about them. You know, they were making jokes in the middle of them, or you know, they're breaking off and having like a total duel in the middle. You know, mm-hmm. and it's like, why? Why are you such a badass with a lightsaber? You've never used a fucking lightsaber in your entire life. Like, why would you even? Wait, what? I don't understand. You know, it just made it made everything feel so weak because I know the you know it's like the skill that's involved with, and then she fights him. I know it's supposed to make him, her look really strong, like she might be the chosen one or she could be like the next uber Jedi, right? Right. But all it does is just make him look weak. You've trained your whole fucking life. You even given into the dark side. Do you know how powerful the dark side is? That's like immediate gratification. Like you give into the dark side and you just start shooting lightning bolts and shit. You know? Right. Like. And he can't fucking beat her with a lightsaber. I know he was shot by a bowcaster, and well, and there is there is a little still. bit of there's a small throwaway line that I think they try to use to explain that, which I think will become big later. 
Smoke, the big guy and the, the you know, yeah. hologram guy, said, bring him to me so we can finish his training. So he's essentially the dark side version of Luke in yeah. Empire. Uh, I, 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 so if I trained for three weeks with a sword and then just threw you a sword, I'd kill you every time. Well, yeah. Every time. Every time. He, did, he never used it. He's just been cutting computers up with it. Like what? You never used it, never once. You're just as good as she is. Fuck that. And then the whole, how weak was that fucking planet? How, how weak was that planet, the Death Star planets? You think they so would learn in, so, after two. So the rebels are like, what is this? Well, it's a new thing that we're just now learning about, right? We're just now learning about it. How are we going to beat it? Oh, I don't know. It must have a heat exchanger somewhere on it. Okay, I'll fly my ships in there and we'll blow it up. Sounds like a plan. Okay, let's do this. And then it happens. What the actual fuck? There's no, like, Gotham spies or whatever they were called. They're Bontham. Uh, Bantham. What were they called? Bontham? Bantham? Bont- Bont- Bantham. I, there's no Bantham spies. There's nobody lost their lives for this information. There's no great chase scene for There's What the fuck? BB-8 just has information on for a map. Yeah, that it's was stupid. I what? hated that. In it's like, a map? It's like you, you oh, had R2D2 just decides to wake up. <laughs> and there's the rest of it. Like, why didn't you just check that section that you don't have? Hey, you see this huge giant map that you all have in this one little spot that you're like, we can't figure it out. Just fly around. <laughs> just just check them all. Can't be that many. Just check all the fucking planets. Yep. What the fuck? Stupid shit. I was so annoyed with like the little things. It's like I watched it once and I found that. I know. You didn't have one smart guy just watch this? You didn't hire some neckbeard that weighs 250 pounds who lives in his, you know, that knows everything about Star Wars? Like, hey, man, could you watch this and tell us what's wrong with it? Yeah, you see this part right here where it says you've, we've got 10 minutes before they, the suns charge the weapon completely. They're five miles across this frozen fucking snowfield. And he's like, well, we're going to have to get over there ourselves and blow it up. They're not getting through the shields. It's like, well, that's it. We're all dead. Because you're not getting across that field in fucking 10 minutes. The next scene, they're in the door. They didn't fight any guards. I've played enough vi- fucking video games. There's at least a fence with some spotlights you got to shoot out. Like, seriously? Like, I was just so annoyed with, like, the pacing of it. She's like, well, if you're going to say this, say we've got 45 fucking minutes. You know, like, come on, we're all nerds. We're nerds. That shit's important. Don't say you've got 10 minutes if you've got a... 30 minutes. That's, minute that's fucking a JJ walk. Abrams thing, man. Like, he's been given the keys to the two biggest nerd franchises and blown them both to pieces. Uh, which is really crazy because he did, he made, you know, how much money did they make off this? Like $4 billion or something? Uh, that's like at 1.8 now. Uh, but. Uh, so he's a success. But it you worked. also really kind of liked it, didn't you? Actually, no. 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 I was actually by the by like by the time they're blowing up the planet, I've checked out. I was like, oh, yeah. My son, I took my nine-year-old. This is the age. This you can't get any more the age for Star Wars, and he's like falling asleep on my shoulder. And I'm like, yeah, they didn't do it right. Like they, they, yeah. I'm I'm excited because it's Star Wars. You could have given it to Jay and Silent Bob and I'd have gone and fucking watched it. You know what I mean? Like, I would have... I don't care. It's Star Wars. You put some John Williams and some lightsabers. Give me some spaceships. and st- I'll watch it. It's okay. Yeah, I'm excited. It's always at least a B for me, just because I'm such a super fan. 
But in reality, I think give this a few years and they're going to be tearing it apart like the episode one. Oh, they're already tearing it apart. Damn it. The thing is, like, as much as I enjoyed it, because I did enjoy it, like I said, I think it's a BB plus. Yeah, it's a BB plus because it's Star Wars. But we can also rant about it for 40 minutes. (laughs) Whatever. That's just me. I'm just upset. I was really disappointed. I spent years trying not to get hyped. Couldn't help it. Last fucking like month and a half going in, I'm like, I'm in. I'm all in Star Wars. And then it disappointed me. I'm like, damn it. Damn it. I made it years with like, you know, being jaded and cynical and not getting my hopes hey, well, up. Look and at the bright side. You get a new one this year. I give up a month later and it fucking sucks. God damn it. <laughs> Fool me once. Shame on you. Anyway, what else are we going to talk about? <laughs> Fuck it. It's out of my system. We won't talk about it no more. We've got to call it there. <laughs> uh. Maybe so. Oh, you, have you listened to the Dresden File podcast any? No, it just hit. I just got three of them in a row. Oh, like well, congratulations to them. They booked Jim Butcher. Wow. Yeah, they're going to get to interview Jim Butcher. So That's awesome. If y'all ever listen to this, good job. High fives. Yeah, high fives. Internet high fives. <laughs> what? what? Our, That's our cool. one and only podcast friends. I like them. They're cool. <laughs> I thought she was cool, and I liked him. He was kind of smart, and, you know, he was. I mean, of course, they were both smart, but he was clever. Like he would catch you. I was like, ah, yeah, that's a good point. What a counterpoint. I like it. You know, like that kind point. of stuff. It was counterpoint. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. It's like to play devil's advocate. I'm like, okay, advocate. See, I got <sighs> some new video games for the Steam some uh, winter sale. Oh, I did too, because somebody bought me one. What? Have you played it at all? No. Oh, come on. Didn't even download it. <laughs> Gotta play it. It's so good. It's hilarious. Okay. Like, it's one of those games where you really need to, like, especially sit around with friends, like, South Park, people who are into South Park who are your friends, and play it, like, on a big screen with, like, you know, the sound system going. Cool. Because it's a a 14-hour South Park episode that just works. It's hilarious. Okay. I picked up uh, Transistor. Yeah, I've seen it. I bought it for my brother. I bought it for him. Hell, it's it's fun. It's is it trippy? Yeah, like I think you're like inside a computer, and you're like this girl who like had her voice stolen. And you're carrying around this like chip. It's like a giant sword. It's like three feet long. Giant sword. It's all like Final Fantasy four, whatever the yeah, whatever. And it like talks to you. Like the sword talks to you. Like gives you instructions and like tells you stories and stuff. And one of my friends has it on PS4, and he said that it, uh, when you're playing on the PS4, the, the voice for the sword comes to the controller. I'm like, oh, that's a cool design choice. So it's like you just hear like... It's speak. kind of an artsy game, right? Very like, artsy. Very um, artsy story. It's from the guys who did Bastion. Yes. So, yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, I also bought some games. What else right. did you get? I got Deadpool. Deadpool. Uh huh. It's like, a super, comic book game. Yeah, it's hilarious. Deadpool is the only person in the Marvel universe allowed to break the fourth wall. Yeah, and does. And does. Uh, my wife is a huge fan of Deadpool, so I, I bought that mainly for her. But nice. it's it's pretty funny. It's very like 
gameplay-wise, it's very Ninja Gaiden. Uh, like from Xbox Ninja Gaiden. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's very that kind of brawler, bouncing off walls and doing things. And yeah, it's it looks really fun. I haven't really played it yet, but okay. Uh, it's hard to watch though, at least for me, my motion sickness, because the camera's like, bouncing all around. I'm like, oh god, I'm just gonna look down on my other computer now. Is she enjoying it? Oh yeah, yeah. She she digs it. What else? Um, I'm trying to think what else. I didn't buy a whole lot. Like, I was honest with myself this year. I was like, you know what, Jacob? You're probably not going to play some of these. So be sure you... I almost bought Kerbal. That's the one I like. I, I oh, kind of wish I was on done. sale? Yeah. Yeah, you should have. That's a great, 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 great game. Yeah, I highly recommend that. So you want me to give you the rundown of what I bought? You sure. know what? I, I also... <laughs> my, <laughs> me and my son are looking through the Steam sale. And uh, you know how you can click on, like, you can kind of sort it? Yeah. And I sorted on, like, community ranked or whatever it's called. And I own, like, the first 50. And he's like, you own most of these. And I was like, yeah, I do. You know, it's like I own most of the games that I might ever want. Even though I haven't played them. I've, I might have owned some of these games two years, and I've never played them. But I own them because I got them for $2. But anyway, this year I got all of the Metal Slugs. Nice. And Dead Island and the expansion pack for it, which is like a multiplayer zombie game from like 2011. Right, I remember. It won game of the year though. Uh huh. So it should be good. I haven't played it yet. And then I, uh, (laughs) we can get into my recommends, I guess. Okay. Because I got a game called Punch Club. I saw that. Is it good? (laughs) Yeah. Is it like. If you like. If you're into like pixel arts, retro like '80s like eight um, bit music, you uh-huh. know that real kind of eight bit, and um, if you like Roadhouse, and if you're a movie guy, like if you've seen a lot of movies, like a lot of classic like teenage boy, young you know young male bo- movies, Rebel Without a Cause type movies, it is every single thing that you do is like a scene from a different movie. Like when you go to the gas station, like the guy behind the counter, somebody, uh, like Abu from Simpsons, but he doesn't look Abu. He looks, you know, like eight bit pixel art. But it's not even cartoonish. It's more like real life kind of looking. Right. And it's not eight bit. Like it's it may be pixel art, but it's like high resolution pixel art. You know that that modern day kind of uh-huh. pixel art, like Metal Slug is that kind of pixel right. art. But Jay and Silent Bob are outside the gas station. You can see him, and he's, they're bobbing their head with a, you know. And then, you know, one of the things you go to, the cafe you work at, you can deliver pizzas for uh, John Colin Van Damme. You know, it's just stuff like that. And you're training to fight, but you don't actually do anything. It's like a sim, you get like a sim, you know. So you just click on, like, eat food. You click on, like, work out at the, you know. So you decide where to work out, and it's like a, if you ever played um, Game Developer Tycoon? Yes, yes. It's, it's like old. that. It's like that, except you're training a boxer or a MMA fighter. Like, you do underground <laughs> fighting, and you know where the underground fights start? In a basement? No, with self-destruction lessons from a guy named Tyler in a parking lot. <laughs> I figured, I, like, when I saw the name, I was like, there's got to be some Fight Club reference in there somewhere. When you, when you, when you get done with him he sends you to meet his friend and to meet his cousin 
in a uh, he lives in a trailer park named Mickey <laughs> from Snatch. Right. Uh-huh. So he's the the Irish guy from. I was just like, oh, this movie's just this. Yeah, it's really good. It's I have to pick it it's up. A- it was on sale today or yesterday. I'm like, man. Yeah, it's really up. like fun. Like, okay, and it's I'll- like 50 megabytes, but it's like you know, since it's such shitty art and such you know classic, you know, the music's so small and everything's. <laughs> It's all text. There's no voice. You know, it's just all text. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's like a roadhouse. Like pain don't hurt. It's just like a bunch of lines like that. It's just, <laughs> it's just like really poorly written, and they only read it once. Wrote wrote it once. They didn't ever go back and they like, never. Pitch. They never took. They never checked it. They never spell checked it. They just they, did it. Well, they spell checked it, but they never tried to make it better. It's just like I think you should meet my sister. Okay, Frank. That's it. She's like, okay, Frank. It's supposed it's to kind of like, spoof those shitty, uh, like, yeah, Japanese 80s. translations. It's awesome. It's, okay. It's, yeah. it's either it a train wreck on a beautiful train wreck or it's on purpose. If it, In either way, it's genius. It's, <laughs> it's a blast. In the fights, like, they're actually intense. Like, you get into it and you're like, oh, because you, you pick, like, whether you're going to be strong, uh, agile, or stamina. Whether you can just take a beating, whether you can give a beating, or whether you can just avoid it. And you have to, like, work your guy out and get him all strong and train, like, you know, is he going to do high kicks or high punches? And then when you're in the fight, your guy has slots, like a slot that you can put high punch and a slot you can put low kick and a slot you can put dodge. And then that's all the slots you have. And as you go through the rounds, you manage those. You take that skill off there and put a new skill up. So it's like you want to get rid of your opponent's stamina and then bring in the heavy hitters, like uppercut, 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 you know? And it's just, it's fun to like try to manage and you get into it because you have no control. Like when you hit fight, it's just like you can go smoke a cigarette because these two little guys are going to like sit there and duke it out and they're going to dodge and block and it's just intense. You're like, yeah, yeah. It's like watching, it's like watching a horse race. Like you really get invested. You know what I mean? Like you really care for those 30 seconds. It's fun. Yeah, I recommend it. Nice. Nice. <laughs> And I think that's all I got. I, oh, I got the Stanley Parable, which I haven't watched. I haven't played it all yet. That's it's really cool for like an hour. That's what I figured. That's why I never bought it, but it was cheap. But it's really cool for that hour. Like really, really cool for that hour. But okay. yeah, I, I bought it when it was like I think last winter. Right. Right. You know, or two winters ago, or whatever. Yeah, I doubt anybody's ever played full price for that one. <laughs> oh, a lot of people pay full price for them. Yeah, it was popular there for a little bit. Yeah, yeah, it was. Okay, well, I got actually a bunch of tidbits of trivia, trivia knowledge today. So Okay. So, okay, slightly Star Wars related. Adjusted for inflation, movies that Harrison Ford has been in have grossed $9.6 billion. Gosh. He's number one on the list. Wow. Can you guess who number two is? Can you guess where they rank? Like how much money? It's Tom Cruise at seven. It is not Tom Cruise. It is Tom Hanks. Oh, of course. Wow. Really? At 2.2. Wow. 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 If you think about it, like Harrison Ford is big. He's big in Han Solo. Indiana Jones. The president. Jack Ryan. And that's just the big ones. Yeah. Oh, uh, the uh, Blade Runner. That's another 
classic. If you think of like the classic, classic movies that he's mm-hmm. been in, man, there there's a lot of them. American Graffiti. Damn, that's right. That's where he got to start. Yeah. Everybody thinks that he got to start in Star Wars and yep. was the carpenter on set. It's like that is the right story. Wrong movie. Wrong movie. It's American. He Graffiti. was the carpenter on um, American Graffiti. Mm-hmm. And he, and he played opposite of, Ron Howard. Right. Which is the guy from Happy Days. Which is the guy from Happy Days. Who also which is also. You got it. You know what? You know where else he came from. With Ron Howard. He also directed Apollo thirteen. No. Oh, Andy Griffith about, show. Yeah, he was the kid mm-hmm. in Andy Griffith. He was the kid in Andy Griffith. He's right? one of those few uh, child success uh, child actors or famous childs that went on to be actually successful. Well, if acted you, as a young kid and then as a teenager and then went on to be a great director. Yeah, but he never act. Never really acted once he got out of Happy Days. Because he kind of got ugly. Yeah. And, well, I guess you know, American Graffiti was, was his pretty. last one. Mm-hmm. And Hollywood likes. Actually, she's kind of. Um, so Shirley Temple, you know Shirley Temple? The cute little blonde. The cute girl. little blonde girl. She was originally cast to be Dorothy in the Wizard of Oz. She was going to Not that, old enough. No, 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 no. She was at the time. Oh, she would have been she, so this she is after she was famous. Yes. I mean she it would have been her a stepping stone would. into adulthood stardom. She right. was such a pain in the ass to work with, they fired her and gave it no to yeah. Mm-hmm. Way. And really? now, I thought she was America's sweetheart. She was. She was, but she was too much to work with. <laughs> Hollywood don't need you. No, they don't. And holy fuck, they don't give holy a holy shit. Disney has proved that shit. Holy hell! How many no names and B listers they pulled out of the gutter to make into superstars? No one knew who Chris Evans was before Captain yeah. America, or you know. Sure. I mean, fucking Thor was a. Australian soap opera star before he was Thor, yeah. (laughs) They're just showing how hard it, I mean, that acting isn't that big a part of a movie. Like, you need an actor, but a really good director can get a really good acting, like, can get a really good scene out of pretty mediocre people. Like, there's a lot that go into making an actor look good. Right. But there's also when you get, like, you know, a... um, when you do get somebody, what, what, what's that guy's name? Robert De Niro. When you do get a really good actor, you can't notice the difference. You can. Well, yeah. Like, good actors. There is something. Well, the thing like is, great good actors. actors can turn okay movies and okay scripts into gold. Yeah. Right. Yeah, where, because somebody's, where because good somebody's directors, performance is so amazing. Where good directors can get okay actors into gold. Right, yeah. So it's... So... <sighs> You know, it is January. We did have New Year's resolutions a lot. So for any of those people who are trying to, you know, change habits and everything else, I got some tidbits and strategies to help you maybe lose some weight if that's what you wanted to do. So it may just general like tidbits help you be healthier. Okay. So one thing that is uh, that helps a lot is when you're eating, especially dinner, set a timer for 15 minutes. And don't finish your meal before the timer is up. You'll be surprised how much less food you eat. Really? Mm-hmm. You get some time to kick in. Yeah, you just like take, you know, take a couple bites, chew, talk. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, and yeah, it really helps. Uh, drink like 
Eight, ounce, eight to 10 ounces of water about 20 minutes before you eat. Also, yeah, that helps. It helps a lot too. Uh, and don't, especially for all the year, those New Year's resolution type people, don't try to change everything at once because it's just not going to work. Yep. Because I little things. I had one. I had one New Year's resolution this year, which I don't normally do resolutions, but I decided I would do one this year, and it was simply do less of the things that will kill me. Not, yeah. not, not quit doing all the things that will kill me. Don't you know? Don't completely cut out fried food because fried food is fucking yummy. But you know, just, just you know it. Don't do it quite as much. Less and not more. That's a good thing. Yeah. And, you know, do more of the things that won't kill you. Like, work out more or take a long walk, uh, you know, once a week or twice a week instead of never or whatever, you know. So th- those are my other tidbits and advices for y'all out there. I like it. So, you know. You want another You want another kind of healthy tip if mm-hmm. you're trying to not eat so much? What is that? So it's like three o'clock and you're, you're kind of just going to eat out of boredom, you know, because you want something to do with your, you just want something to do with your mouth. You're just mm-hmm. kind of like, eh, go brush your teeth. You won't want to eat for at least an hour. Huh. It just kind of solves that. And it gives you something to do with your mouth and it kind of solves, you know, like it puts a flavor and, you know, you mm-hmm. just, and it's a, it's a mental thing. It's a discipline. It's a tool you can use to kind of fortify your, with, you know, your huh. uh, resolve. It's like, man, I really, I really, really want to go eat those Cheetos. And you're telling your wife, I know I shouldn't. She's like, you shouldn't. You're like, I know, but that fucking bag of Cheetos. If you go brush your teeth, you're not going to eat that bag of Cheetos. That shit ain't going to happen. That's true. That's a good... For... I guess you know, brush for... your teeth more. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, guess what? Oh, no. no. I, was, uh... I guess we anyway. should actually, actually look at our Slack, maybe. <laughs> Oh, there's not much, really? There's not much. I haven't been posting as much as I should have been. It's slowly getting into things. Yeah. The uh, Israeli researchers are hoping to get a... They're going to start testing in three months human trials on HIV and HIV cure. I thought that was yay for humanity. That'd be crazy. <sighs> an, interesting, an interesting idea... Oh, did you see that guy in, like, Switzerland... They came up with that switch that they can implant underneath your ball sack. No. And it's a mechanical, like, you know, it's a, it's a device to be, like, surgically implanted inside your, underneath the skin. So you'd have to reach in there and kind of grab it and, like, underneath the skin flip the switch. Can you imagine what it does? I'm assuming it's basically a pneumatic pump. No, it stops the flow from the balls to your dick. So no more babies. So it's like, I don't want to get my guy girl on the side pregnant, but my wife, we are trying to get pregnant. So he loads a couple of shots up and then flips a switch and good to go. So huh. it's, a, it's an on-demand, <laughs> uh, yeah, birth control solution. Oof. It's like an on-off switch vasectomy. That's crazy, huh? But it seems like there would be like a... Does your body just naturally dispose of it? Like, yeah, that's the same thing if you get a visectomy because we don't remove testicles when we do that. Yeah, we just go yeah. in there and cut that tube. Yeah, I guess I hadn't thought about it. I guess yeah. Some of some of the vasectomies are just a pinch. They just go in there and put a little clamp and smash it down, and that's it. It's just smashed down. I guess you just get like blue balls for a couple of days, and then it kind of you're like ah, 
our body goes, this is what we're doing now. <laughs> this is what we're doing now. So it just kind of absorbs and eats. To me, it's like, what, don't you get cancer? Doesn't it? That, that <laughs> Everything gives you cancer, man. That can't be good, though. <laughs> uh, yeah, all the world's going to hell in a handbasket. It's been the worst start of a year for the stock market, like, ever. <laughs> yeah. What's up? Oil dropped below a $30 a barrel today. They're talking twenty bucks. It's it's probably gonna happen. What is that? Like nineteen eighty nine prices? Uh, not n- no. Well, it did, or was the nineties like seven dollars a barrel? I can't remember. Well, no, 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 right, but you gotta you gotta factor in inflation. Oh right. In most in for in today's dollars, almost every year before, if you inflate it up to twenty fifteen, is basically been two dollars when it was you know basically in the 90s it was when it was a dollar it was roughly two dollars today so if you're looking a buck buck 50 it's like paying 75 cents in the 90s 60 cents in the 90s that's that's kind of how low we're talking here shale man shale oil has changed the game well isn't didn't shale become like a threat to OPEC so they were like ah fuck it we'll lose some money and put you all out of, all out of business they tried to yeah it was mo- mainly Sa- Saudi Arabia so they aren't they the ones that flooded the market with uh, cheap oil and lowered the price well the thing is is what's happened in the past is Saudi has turned on the spigot and all the other producers turned theirs off turned theirs off because they couldn't compete and the Americans are like hey Guess what? Go fuck yourself. We're going to compete. And so it's the biggest glut. So it's, a race to, it's a race to the bottom then? It is an absolute race to the bottom. And it's, oh, <laughs> it's going to be bad. So many nations' budgets are based off of oil. <laughs> like, that is like Venezuela? Like, oh, right. two-thirds of their budget is from exporting oil. And, you know, Saudi well, I guess, are, I, I guess that's why Russia's been quiet the last six months. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, hey, we have all this money to attack Ukraine. Hey, we're broke. (laughs) (laughs) Just like that. Just like that. Yeah, it's... And so everyone... So here's my my big question, big thought. Oh, BT Dub, you can find big thinkers. Do you remember that old uh, tech TV show? Yeah. Most of it's on YouTube. Much recommends to go watch it. I'm Best so thing to do at like two o'clock in the morning is just yeah, go I watch. watch <laughs> anyway, they get a little pre- they get a little political and preachy on there a little bit, but all in all, pretty good. Anyway, so so the idea is that eventually, you know, in a couple of years, prices return to normal and everything will be okay. That's sort of the general economic thought, and especially the thought of the oil producers. But here's my question: Say this oversupply lasts for five years. Five years. Sorry. So yeah. till 2021, 2020. <sighs> How much of the world is going to have switched off of oil right. to lower the demand even more? So yeah. The, so, you know, that's, 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 that's my question. Where is the... There's a breaking point. Like once you have minimum wage at 15 bucks an hour, they get replaced with robots because 15 bucks an hour is the point. At what point is it so, you know, the economies move on and people are driving other things or using other well, right, forms? Right, but, you know, like, 
maybe not a Tesla, but maybe there's a Ford version of a Tesla that you can buy for twenty two thousand. But wouldn't this work the other way? Like, wouldn't like are are we going to be start driving big V eights? Well, they've like, been selling gas is cheap, right? Well, that is actually there. That has been a uh, uh, trend. Is that in the last like six months, SUV sales have gone up, but. Say in five years, you can buy a giant Yukon XL Tesla, you know, or electric or, you know, hybrid that gets 300 horsepower, whatever, you know. Right, 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 right. Oh, it's it's going to be a devastating thing. I actually read this really interesting. There's this entire Reddit subreddit that is dedicated to job loss from technology. You're, yeah. It's Reddit, and this is what you spend your time on it <laughs> doing. You're such a weird person. I, I also look at kid. I also look at the cats. Don't worry. <laughs> I also do normal things on the internet. Titties and kitties. I mean, come on. <laughs> and cats. Right. <laughs> See what you did there. Paracha. Well, I, I mean, I think we're pretty good. We're well over an hour at this point. So yeah, we'll save the. Oculus Rift and Vive talk for next week, and I thought the we we mentioned we mentioned Tesla. Their autopilot's pretty awesome right now. Mm-hmm. They just released seven point one, and you can call your car to you with a button. Your key, you just hit a button, and your car just pulls up in front of you. Like, oh, I'm here. What? It's like take me home, James. That's awesome. Anyway, we'll leave y'all with that. All right, y'all have a good night. Thanks for coming out to the Forty Two Podcast, and we will see you all next week. Bye.